Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pets Chat. Today I'm with Dr. Daniele Gambero. Uh, hi Daniele, how are you today? Hi Patrick, hi everyone. I'm very good, very excited, very alive, very action. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, joining me today, Daniele. You um, have an interesting uh, title, Propenomist. Uh, we talk about this in a, in a moment. You're the co-founder and CEO of uh, Ray Group. And um, you're also the deputy president of the Malaysian PropTech Association. Um, so we see everything is about property when we, when we talk with you today. But there's, of course, a lot more. Um, you have uh, an MBA, first of all, uh, done in, uh, in your home country, Italy. That's where you're from. Uh, but you also have a master's in uh, communication. And, uh, of course, as I mentioned, doctor, a PhD uh, title in strategic marketing and communications. Um, that what you have done in the USA. So uh, let me know um, how, what was for you the motivation to go into communication, marketing, and what, how, how was that important uh, to you at the, let me say, the younger age? Uh, well, <laughs> first of all, Patrick, thanks for having me on your fantastic pet uh, chat. It's a, it's a, it's a, a extremely interesting program. <laughs> Right, and I keep on, I keep on recommending it around. Yes. Uh, what uh, what uh, drove me uh, on the macroeconomy uh, was uh, uh, kind of uh, trying to understand uh, how the big picture, how the big name, big games, uh, the big game works uh, worked uh, back in. Uh, that was a lot of years ago. <laughs> Actually, at the end of the 70s, mamma mia. <laughs> this is giving you an idea of how young I am. <laughs> and, um, but then I realized that uh, I, I am a very extroversive person. I am a extremely talkative. Uh, there is a bit of a legend around that says uh, if you give a microphone to Dr. Daniel, you have to shoot at him to have him back. <laughs> So I, I always like to share, I like to, to comment, I like to, uh, uh, basically I believe, I strongly believe in learning, in educating yourself, first of all, and then sharing as much as you can. Give others your, uh, uh, your knowledge, what you have learned, share with others. When you share with others, it's beautiful. Uh, when you, you just mentioned, we met each other last year during a UPM, uh, TEDx for UPM talk. And uh, what is about the TEDx? It's exactly this. is a sharing experience, sharing ideas, and make them a public discussion topic. Learn from your audience. Very often it happens to me. So all these things have been, have been pushing me towards the marketing direction. And, um, but of course, uh, I, I've been looking at properties most of my life. Uh, when I was very young, my father was uh, keep on remembering to me, uh, the first thing that you have to do is uh, save, save money. The second thing that you have to do when you have saved enough money, buy a property, <laughs> buy bricks. <laughs> and uh, so I've been following uh, his, uh, his teaching. I did it in Italy, I did it in the US. Uh, then from US, 
I moved down in Central and South America for a total in the three Americas of about uh, 12 plus years. And in that time, I realized that only macroeconomy was extremely boring. And at that time, again, you couldn't talk about marketing without a solid study background, uh, theoretical academic background. So I went for my master in marketing first, and then I've been called, uh, you know, that very often PhD uh, normally links to the academic world, meaning you do a project, you, you prepare a paper, a study, a research, a project, a, a research project, and then you uh, defend it in front of a, a committee. And at, at the end, if, if everything goes as it, uh, it has been planned, uh, you are... Uh, accredited with the title of a doctor in philosophy. And that is what happened to me. Basically, uh, one of the teachers has been uh, hooking me with, with a very interesting project. Uh, at that time, we were talking about uh, public engagement. But that time was the middle of the 80s, second half of the 80s, when engagement meant throwing a stone in the crowd and see who you hit with the stone because that person comes with a stone and look for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's not engagement today. It's not like engagement today online with uh, things like pets chat, like uh, from the propanomist desk, from other things. So at that time, I was very, very much caught in, hooked in by this topic. Mm -hmm. I did the research. At the same time, I joined the three things, uh, macroeconomy, um, marketing, and passion for properties in one basket. Mm -hmm. And I started cooking the soup, out of which, uh, after more than 20 years, this uh, propenomic thing came up. Uh, <laughs> okay. In 2016, I also published uh, this book here in Malaysia. Uh, yeah, correct. After coming yeah. over in Malaysia, yeah, in 1998. And yeah. uh, uh, after publishing the book, I've been started also doing uh, some practical application of the mathematical model that is behind this propionomic thingy. Okay, uh, give me one second. So, uh, uh, luckily for you, um, we're, you're remote, right? I cannot shoot you <laughs> to stop your talking, but I also wouldn't do that. <laughs> but it's it's very fascinating. I saw it in the in the TEDx where you where you had your talk also, um, uh, very lively and uh, very passionate about the uh, about the topic. That was that was uh, really impressive. Um, let me go back at the at the beginning when you said you moved here uh, to Malaysia in '98. I think something like that. What? What? Why did you choose Malaysia? Why did you come uh, to Malaysia? That is the hundred million question. <laughs> my my first reply is uh, you should attend one of my talk, one of my public talk, during which I'm talking about the Southeast Asia and Malaysia. Why I came to Southeast Asia because. Uh, uh, as I mentioned briefly earlier, uh, I've been spending a lot of years in the three Americas and I didn't like uh, the North. I liked uh, so-so the center and I really didn't like the South. 
beside girls because in Brazil uh, I spent two and a half years in Brazil uh, I don't know if I've ever been there is almost a forbidden topic <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about it yeah we, we do not talk about that business wise uh, Brazil was uh, not really conducive uh, so from the three Americas I came back to Europe and uh, things were not moving ahead um, somehow as uh, as I was I don't want to say I was expecting it, but I was uh, uh, kind of uh, seeing uh, the very hard uh, times that were coming in from Europe, uh, in Europe, uh, from the unification, not only of trade, uh, free movement of labor, free movement of people, but even uh, unification of currency, the euro, right? Personally, I was not uh, that much in favor of it. Uh, I, I, I look at Europe as a, a basket of too many different type of uh, personalities <laughs> mm-hmm. with uh, uh, strong currencies, weak currencies, uh, conducive countries, unconducive countries, Fiesta countries, very working, hardworking countries. How can you put together all this? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the 90s, in 97, I started traveling around uh, Southeast Asia, China, okay. Japan, Southeast Asia, China, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, South Pacific, and uh, spending a few weeks in each country doing a proper propenomist uh, analysis, uh, uh, macroeconomic uh, uh, opportunities, uh, property market, and so on. And at the end, uh, middle of 1998, I picked up uh, Malaysia as uh, my winning choice. And uh, being very honest, in 22 years, uh, I never regretted it, honestly. I love this country very much. I can see a very bright future for uh, Malaysia. Uh, the latest uh, good news that we all have had Malaysia is within the fifth country, five countries, the best countries in handling the COVID-19 spreading in the whole world. Up to what one of the minister, minister of health, I think, has been announcing yesterday or the day before mm-hmm, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we applied what the government told us to do, all of us. You look at the difference between Malaysia and the United States uh, without doing any politics, uh, just from a general point of view. Over here, we have an interim government that has been taking its own responsibilities and made very fast, even hard choices. Over there, <laughs> we know all what is happening. So I, I just pity a lot of my American policy, and I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we're fortunate to to be here in Malaysia, and also, um, well, I mentioned in a couple of uh, talks and chats I had over the past few weeks. I, I really thought Malaysia is doing an awesome job, and uh, well, let's see. Uh, now, economy also has to pick up again. Um, let's see how that develops. But of course, now we move into your the main topic. I, I know you're excited to talk about this already, so let's let's not keep that back. Um, let's talk about this this uh, word propanomy and you just uh, showed the, the book that you were writing on uh, which is called Malaysian propanomy um, first I thought 
Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first I thought it, it uh, the, the word is together by properties and economy. But uh, recently I found out that uh, you put it together from professional open economy. Uh, maybe you can, maybe that, that was also a bit of shift. I don't know, but uh, please uh, explain to us what, what is the term economy yeah. about yeah. and how you, how you really invented that. Okay. Propenomy, basically, propenomy comes from uh, precisely my background, macroeconomy and property marketer. Uh, for my whole life, more than 30 years, I've been trying to find a logic behind property development, property value growth as an asset, and uh, try to find a, a reply to the question that I had in my mind, why bricks are so important? Why my father has been keep on telling me buy bricks, buy bricks, buy bricks, and why people are so excited about bricks? All right, I am very excited, by the way, <laughs> too. Um, Propenomy explain through a mathematic model, modeling, how property values are actually property uh, rising values are generated by increased demand, which is generated by a higher purchasing power of the public, which is generated by job opportunities created by an economic development. So putting together this long sentence in one word is property from economy, propenomy, right? Then uh, and, and the terms of propenomy start being around in 2014, 2015. Then in 2016, I published my book. In 2017, I copyrighted the term propenomy. I, somehow I'm the only one authorized to use it. <laughs> but you I can, see. of course. <laughs> you are fully authorized. Um, I am a propenomist. And... Uh, uh, as a propenomist and using the propenomy model, uh, I've been trying to find a solution, a practical, actual, realizable uh, solution, doable solution to the demand, pressing demand of affordable housing. We have heard Bengara, um, property developer associations, Reda, Sheda, Shareda, the government, housing ministry keep on talking about uh, affordable homes, uh, government uh, committing uh, to deliver thousands, hundreds of thousands, million, one million of affordable homes, uh, not easy definable in terms of uh, what does it mean affordable homes. So I've been working on all these concepts and all this uh, and uh, coming in at the end uh, by realizing that affordable homes uh, in Malaysia are actually available. Okay, our properties in Malaysia, I've been doing a study and research, are within the cheapest in the whole region, in the whole of Southeast Asia, right? How do I compare countries creating a, a ration between the per capita income and the average, average per capita income and average value of property? You create the ration within these two numbers. And you find out that Malaysia is really damn cheap compared to 
Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Myanmar, Indonesia, Philippines, all of them are more expensive than us. Wow, okay. That means that we have the liberty of Our problem here is the income, the purchasing power, the wealth creation, which is not yet high enough for people to afford to buy these affordable homes. So from property, uh, from economy, I moved the concept in uh, professional open economy, meaning using professional background in an open economy concept. We are all about circular economy. We are all about the magic art of recycling, of uh, trying to be more respectful towards Mother Nature, uh, trying to be more sustainable in our full development of a country, right? What we need to do is uh, to leverage on the knowledge of people to allow them in a professionally open economy environment, uh, ecosystem, to generate higher income, which will allow them to then go back to the property from economy concept and finally purchase their home. That is a whole cycle. Yeah, it takes normally two or three hours to explain it. I try to make it shorter in five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's very kind. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> the way, by the way, I'm launching. I'm launching very soon a new platform called Propenomic.com is a big umbrella mm -hmm. under which we have one arm educational, which will allow to uh, come on board for all trainer, knowledge, knowledgeable people willing to share, would be welcome to come on this educational platform, which is called the Propenomi Academy. It's not only for property. Mm -hmm. can be property, can be business, can be whatever you want to share with other people, the Propenomi Academy. Then there is a central uh, highway, the central uh, core of this Propenomi.com, which is the Propenomist, my personal blog, where I will be sharing uh, ideas, where I will be uh, making myself available for mentoring and so on. Mm -hmm. And then we have another uh, branch called Propenomi Tribe, which is our uh, contribution in this wealth creation process through the use of professional skills of people. Propenomic driver will be something similar to a grab for services, kind of, and it's going to be launched very soon. So okay, this is our awesome. very contribution. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so interesting to see. So both Propenomy and the uh, term or the title Propenomist, you, uh, you own them basically. So you can decide who should be the next Propenomist also. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, so, so just before we discuss, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I said that with the Propenomy Academy, we will have a number of Propenomists that being graduated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's cool. Um, we, we talked just before about uh, a very interesting uh, topic. Um, I, I saw you moving a lot into digital. 
um, over the past three months, of course. Um, I saw you do a lot of webinars. And uh, interestingly, you just told me before that basically you gave up your office. You moved your entire business into digital. Is, is that true? Yes. Yes, sir. You are absolutely right. I proudly closed up with my partner. Actually, my partner has been the one pushing me, not me pushing her. Huh? She has been the one pushing me uh, towards uh, uh, this uh, uncomfort zone, which is uh, moving away from all our offline habits. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I've been, as you were mentioning, I've been giving a lot of webinars and so on. I've been online most of the time, realizing, as we are having now this uh, Zoom uh, chat, pets chat, uh, it's very easy. It's very easy to see people, to meet people without losing, as I was losing before, hours in traffic jam, costing in fuel, costing in uh, tolls, in parking, plus uh, the, the, again, pollution into the air. Then I, I, I discuss, uh, we have been discussing, uh, my partner and myself, saying, do we really need to be offline? Do we really need an office? For what, basically? Because all our work is mostly either research online and on-site, all right? And I am one of the leading researchers. I have a few others that are helping me. But most of us have been always mostly working not in the office, right? My researcher not in the office. We are digital marketer for developers, and not only. And digital marketing, by definition, is digital. Do we need an office? So we just decided to uh, leave our uh, physical space to enter this new, extremely exciting cyberspace, which is uh, the digital transformation. Mm. Our team is working from home. We have uh, a Zoom every day to discuss about uh, the various points. We use WhatsApp, uh, we use uh, WeChat, uh, we use all the different way of communicating to each other. We have very, very um, precise uh, SOP for all our uh, actions, uh, all our responsibilities uh, and so on. And we, we are being very honest. I've never been producing as much as I did in the last four months. My business has not been going down, but start coming up during mm -hmm. MCO. Mm -hmm. I've been meeting new clients online, discussing with them online, defining all our relationship online, start delivering the deliverables online, and finally getting paid. Mm, not the no problem. Okay. Yeah. Webinar. How easy is to attract the crowd in webinars? <laughs> so we gave up the office and somehow going back to the property topic, all right, yeah. the propenomist topic, this might be a trend because I, I've heard a lot of people actually doing this. 
Yeah, that, that will basically be my next question, right? I mean, uh, I, I've heard of many. I, I was surprised you're doing it, uh, to be honest. Um, but but uh, it's, it's great to see that. Uh, but also, I, I have an office in a co-working space. I feel that uh, when, I was, when I was back, a lot less people were there already, right? Or maybe the concept is different. Half of the team will come to the office. Half of the team is uh, working from home. Uh, but in the end, that means also uh, that a lot office space less will be used in, in the future. Do you see the same or what, how do you see, I mean, in general, the impact on, 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 on the properties in, in the near future? Yeah, uh, two main directions, uh, three actually. One is the hospitality industry, which is a huge question mark. Because uh, even though Malaysia has been performing very well with COVID-19 pandemic, we all know that we are not out of it. We will be saying it's the end of COVID-19 when there will be a vaccine, a proven working and effective vaccine. Till that moment, we still need to social distance ourselves and take all the precautions. So hospitality is already giving a huge headache to the real estate market. More than 110 or 115 hotels have been closing down during the past three months of pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Office, as you are saying, company uh, SMEs, almost 1 million SMEs in Malaysia, 700,000 of which are micro SMEs have been rethinking their business, remodeling their business. And a lot of them, and I've been talking to a number of my friends, from a big office shrinking into a small office, or even, as I did, from a physical office, move into a virtual office. And this will generate a uh, higher available space in office tower, uh, which will be added to the past, current, and future supply of office space in KL, and not only in Malaysia in general, and not only in the world, in the world. I've been doing some webinars with people from Europe, from South America, from North America, and what we are experiencing here is exactly the same of what they are experiencing there. And then there is the third hit into the property market, which is in the residential side. Before COVID-19, developers were pushing and promoting uh, studio, uh, they were calling those uh, small unit Soho, small office, uh, home office, right? <clears throat> or uh, Sovo or Sofo, many different fantasy names, kind of. But identifying a 500 to 550 square feet unit where a person can live and can work. Now, in the past, before MCO, young bachelors, were actually captured, uh, uh, kind of uh, hooked by this trendy lifestyle. Have you ever tried to live in 500 square feet for two months without moving one step out? After two weeks, you want to open a window and jump out, huh? really? And if you have your girlfriend or your wife living with you, 
is a very small space. You either do kids or divorce. <laughs> Honestly, if we talk, I, I, I look at myself, all right? Before the pandemic, sometimes I was working from home, but where I was working from, either after dinner, I pull out my laptop on the dining table and work a bit there, or we have a small studio room shared between my wife, my daughter, and myself. So either one place was good enough for one hour or two hour work, once in a while. Now I have my room with the organized office. My wife has her room with the organized office. My daughter also has her room with an organized working table. So more space is needed. In our case, we were lucky because our house is definitely not a small one. <laughs> Before we were having a lot of unused space. Now we are efficiently using every single square feet in the house. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine the 500 square feet small studio, husband, wife, both of them want to work from home, need to organize a lunch and dinner area, sleeping area, and two different working areas. Mm. My forecast, demand for studio will drop and will rise instead. The possibility for these people of remote working. I mm. can go to I can go to Sepang, I can go to Seremban, far away from KL, where property are more, more uh, affordable, affordable, less expensive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can buy a bigger house and I can use my house to work from home. I don't need to commute every day. Mm -hmm. You get my point. I get, I get the so point. So you're saying um, you, you're seeing or predicting more like development in, in urban, more urban areas. A little bit, uh, maybe close to the to the city, but not in the city itself. And uh, the development goes towards a bit, but a bit larger apartments where you basically can add your your office in it. Uh, but yeah. on, on the other side, that would also imply, like uh, as I said, the office space uh, usage in the city would would probably go down. Um, so the investment you are recommending is definitely not in the city, but more in the accommodation, maybe. Urban. Suburban areas. Yeah. Suburban areas. Uh, KL City, KL City Center, we still be there for expatriates, uh, for temporary staying over. Uh, six months, one year, two years time rental. That kind of, uh, of uh, um, users will be still there, no doubt. But is the, uh, the immediate thing outside KLCC area? that will drop in favor of suburban, suburban areas, Cheras, Kepong, down to Kajan, down to Semenye, even down to Il Seremban, which, uh, which uh, in the past was a bit, uh, a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nowadays, it's more and more doable to me. Understand. Right? How I look at it. But of course, uh, there is a huge disclaimer that always I always put up uh, about this. Uh, I guess you have been hearing uh, either supposed to be property gurus or supposed to be specialists, even big names uh, in the world, uh, I mean, uh, coming in with a forecast, outlook, 
and somehow losing their face because they did they start doing an outlook at the end of march then middle of april they revised the outlook <laughs> then end of april revised again the outlook me turn around completely the outlook uh, we are in a situation that is uh, a first time ever in our modern economy the last uh, was uh, 1918 1919 uh, the spanish flu during world war 1 the second one the great depression 1929 1939 in us expanding uh, like a oil drop all around the world but at that time there was no globalization no internet uh, no social media no digital transformation still a huge gap in income purchasing power there were few rich and all the rest were poor now we are in a totally different situation that has not been a financial crisis yet you ask me if there will be i don't know crash in the stock i don't know crash in the housing price i don't know <laughs> i can do my own forecast <laughs> and based, uh, based on the beta on the hard beta of the world economy and the local economy i cannot foresee big uh, her quick honestly mm-hmm. i hope i'm right. and it is a very personal opinion i'm not i'm not shouting it out say oh uh, house price will drop 50% please la based on what you cannot say these things uh, uh, simply uh, without any supporting number or modeling mm-hmm. and yeah, there yeah. is no more yeah. yeah. so that's become oh, yeah. a bit a bit more <laughs> a bit more uh, un- unpredictable but uh, Uh thank you very much for giving that insights it's uh, awesome really awesome talk uh the time was flying i just had a look wow it's uh, flying really fast uh i i was expecting that um what what uh, what we have we have maybe one more one more minute uh, what what is the next webinars that are um uh that you're doing what what is upcoming soon to what should people oh, sign up uh, i have few there is a very interesting series Uh, which uh, is uh, starting uh, next uh, Saturday on Malaysia Kini is a online uh, webinar with uh, quite a huge uh, they are expecting 20 30000 viewers is uh, on uh, the future of a property in the aftermath of this covid-19 oh, we will okay. talk about property we will talk about technology and digitalization in the property market we will talk about digital marketing for properties we will talk about buying and dealing with property in a wholly digitalized way so that is the next one on saturday but in between today and saturday i also have a land conference then i'm doing some mentoring for students in kedah wow <laughs> busy as always busy as always that's why i really appreciate you had the time uh to talk to me today thank you so much uh daniele uh for taking the time joining me today and for especially for sharing um your insights your ideas and your knowledge around uh properties and uh, economics thanks uh, to you patrick for inviting and uh, if you don't mind uh, 30 seconds uh, advertising message to the public <laughs> follow me in linkedin because i if you want to know more about propenomy and what the propenomist is doing 
I have a LinkedIn, a quite active LinkedIn account. You can find me there, Daniele Gambero, or Propeno Mister. Very simple. Thank you, Patrick. I will share the links, of course, so people can connect with you, follow up, and discuss with you on on all these topics. Thank you so much, Daniele. Thanks uh, to you, you, uh, the audience, for uh, tuning in today. Uh, I hope uh, you like this episode also, and uh, then I see you hopefully next week for a new episode of Pat's Chat.